live from Washington, D.C. This is Backroom Politics with moderator Justin Russell. And hello out there in Radio Land. It is time for the best political talk show you've never heard of. It is Backroom Politics. Uh, right here from Studio A in Podcast Village in Upper Georgetown, Washington, D.C. Joining me in studio is the former Undersecretary of Commerce for International Trade. He is the one we know as the Honorable Alan Moore. Hello, Alan. Hello, Justin. Out there in a, I guess, in a paternity ward in Lower Maryland. He is the member of the bar in the great state of Maryland and Washington, D.C., former Democratic political operative Dan Lipner. Hello, Daniel. Hello, and I still have a line on unobstructed view property of the Rio Grande. No wall blocking your view. You, you, you still you couldn't let that go, could you? I'm not going to let it go ever until this president leaves office, because okay. there's still going to be no wall by that time either. And by the way, keeping this chaos together behind the glass is Rob the Engineer, and I guess our new engineer, Ethan. Hey, Ethan. And of course, in an undisclosed location. Wait, are you drinking, Dan Lipner? Yes, I'm drinking. Oh wow! Because I can hear the, the the rocks glass clinking. By the way, great. That's a great uh, great mic you have too. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do in depth today. We're gonna talk about this this story that has just captivated everybody's attention. Uh, in case you've been living under a rock, uh, Jeff Bezos, the inventor and founder of Amazon, uh, purveyor of all things. The richest man in the United States uh, about three weeks ago announced that he was getting a divorce. It had also come out that he might have been involved in an extramarital affair that had gone on for a little bit of time. And uh, they announced and they would try and keep it as amicable as amicable as possible. That being the case, it then comes out that Jeff Bezos publishes a 10-page confessional manifesto. How would you call that, Alan? What, what would you call it? Well, not uh, not, a, not a confession, uh, a, a, a statement um, of uh, filled with yeah. accusations yeah. against uh, uh, the, against pa- the, the American parent company. Of the, uh, of, the, of the National Enquirer. Yep. Yep. So the accusations came out uh, by Jeff Bezos in an online posting accusing American Media International, AMI, the parent company of the National Acquirer, Us Weekly, other tabloids, of extortion, blackmail, uh, racketeering, all kinds of serious accusations. And apparently it's gotten some traction. It is also uh, ironic that the same AMI media group is also the ones that have been uh, under a, I guess we could call it a plea agreement, where they were part of the Cohen, Trump, Stormy Daniels, killing stories for cash type uh, situation that came under the scrutiny of the Southern District of New York. Now then, fast forward till now, it rears its ugly head again. These same people now have gone after the richest guy in America, and we're going to talk about that, but I also want to talk about the influence that AMI 
and Donald Trump are also sharing with some international actors. We'll get into that here in a second, though. First of all, let, let, let's talk about let's talk about Bezos first and get this out of the way before we start going on AMI. Dan Lipner, how was how brave or how stupid was it for Jeff Bezos to put that online declaration about this and exposing himself to you know this much media attention? A guy who is normally very reluctant to draw media attention to himself. Well, first, who knew that Alexa had that kind of functionality to uh, send a nudie pic t- to your mistress? Oh, my God. We're trying to be serious here, Dan. Well, so am I. Uh, that okay. said, the, 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 the fact that a, 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 a tech mogul <laughs> uh, made this kind of stupid error in judgment is kind of speaks for itself in the, in, the, in the humor side of things. And the Alexa joke was somewhat seriously since we sort of know Alexa's spying on us. <laughs> that is the opinion of Dan Lipner, not that of Backroom Politics. Justin Russell, your moderator, or Podcast Village. <laughs> Keep Alexa's going, not dude. coming to get you. Keep going. Um, so that said, it, I'm not quite certain you can also say he's a reluctant media person he bought the Washington Post. Uh, this is kind of front and center media. <laughs> so all of that set aside, by far one of the best lines I've heard is, I don't like uh, Jeff Bezos, but I admire what he did in this case. He stood up to a bully that threatened him with something private. And if Admiral Ken were on the show, he would say this is part of the reason that people with with uh, security clearances are asked those all sorts of invasive questions, because that kind of private information is what can influence people. And he stood up and said, no, I, I, I did this thing. I did it. It was wrong. And by the way, these are the folks who are trying to extort uh, or blackmail me into either cha- changing my actions or, or getting The Washington Post to change their coverage, which is all a bridge too far. Alan Moore? So I'm really curious in this case, and just, just to, to, to clarify, if, if, if we haven't clarified, the, the, the threat— to Bezos. Alan, steer away from having Alexa take nudie, nudie pictures of you. It's oh, not good. man, man, I know. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's really a challenge. Um, the, the, a lawyer for AMI wrote to a lawyer for Bezos and said, um, we don't, we, we reject the, the, your investigation into our sources um, furthermore, uh, and the suggestion that 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 the stories about Bezos were done to support the President Trump, it turns out that we have some photos of Mr. Bezos, and it described them in some detail, which is why we're making these these references to it. Um, we will not publish those if you and Mr. Bezos agree to stop looking and to make a public statement to the effect that there's no evidence that 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 we AMI were doing this for the, for the president that's now, that's the that's where the extortion comes in what i'm trying to figure out dan i'd love your thought on this is what lawyer puts into uh an email or a letter i think it was an email um an extor- what what seems on its face to be pretty clear 
extortion. It sounds like the AMI and Mr. Pecker, the the head of AMI, uh, is getting his, no pun intended. His, that uh, is actually his name. Yeah, never, that's true. never, never. Um, that 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 he's getting his legal uh, talent from the same place as President Trump did when he got Cohen to be his lawyer. What are these lawyers thinking? Lawyers don't write like that. They don't put stuff like that down in writing because it seems yeah, like but Alan it's Moore, such a plain Alan, case. Alan, this yeah, is the, simple. The, 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 the Michael Cohen was dean of that law school, clearly, um, is, <laughs> is, is, is definitely a reasonable question. And... It is worth noting you can bargain all sorts of things as a lawyer, but there is a certain point where you cross the line. I actually have uh, had the conversation with other lawyers in in completely legitimate context of w- what the line is between legitimate negotiations and extortion. Um, that said, in this case, when you're bargaining in private information, uh, so you're not you're not bargaining legal interest versus legal interest. You're you're bargaining private information versus uh, legitimate journalism or ge- legitimate investigations. That seems to be the line uh, and pretty bright and clear. Um, I don't know what the federal law is on this, but I'm fairly certain New York State has uh, uh, rules on this and the New York State Attorney General, I suspect, is going to get involved with this. And the New York State Bar, per Allen's statement, is likely to get involved with this because but, that seems to cross the line okay, but, in unethical context. But there, are, there, are big, there, there, there are bigger issues here. Let, let, let's also talk about the fact that, that again, the connection between the, the unholy connection between what is supposed to be an independent media group, this AMI, which, if you listen to Donald Trump, is much, much more accurate than the Bezos-owned Washington Post. It, the fact that they were directly involved and had to do a plea deal with the Southern District of New York as a result of interaction with then-presidential candidate, now-President Donald Trump, is is truly amazing to me. The fact that now they are going after Jeff Bezos and putting these threats out there because Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post and they wanted him. I mean, let's be clear about why AMI wanted him to stop uh, harassing the or, or wanted, they were threatening Bezos. They were threatening Bezos because he owns the Washington Post. He has greenlighted the Post in going after Saudi Arabia. And the lack of response by the federal government in response to the murder of uh, of their one of their colleagues, one of their I colleagues, think I think it's gone a bridge too far. The idea that so and this has been consistent reporting out of folks who work for the Post, and I've never heard anything different. That for all of the worry that existed when Bezos took over the Post. <laughs> And there was plenty of worry amongst legitimate reporters as well as editorial writers as far as what this guy was going to do, as there frequently is with any newspaper. But the Washington Post being a kind of important feature to this country, uh, an exceptionally high worry. And the takeaway was after that first meeting with Bezos where he just said, do your job. And he has been, as far as I know, hands off. The, he has not put his thumb on 
and please correct me if I'm wrong, and I will gladly take feedback, but I have heard nothing suggesting he, he has interfered with the journalism or editorial content of the post. He has interfered with making sure distribution was improved, either electronically or otherwise. But other than that, I haven't heard anything about that, Gates' that, biggest thumb on the scale of that, journalism. That's an accurate statement. No, that, I, that, that, That's I, a very accurate I, statement. I don't think any of us uh, have any disagreement with that. I think maybe he was reacting, Justin, to your comment that Bezos had green-lighted them to keep looking at this. What He, well, he, he doesn't he, give green lights. No, 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 that's he, correct. What he doesn't do is he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't put up yellow or red lights. Right. He just says, do your do thing. Your job. He, he's apparently, in, he's a businessman, he's in regular contact with the publisher and with the managing editor, but it's just to get updates. He doesn't try to push them in this direction he's or that not direction. In, he's not directly it's, involved in he, editorial. Uh, and, and what he has done, he's invested an enormous amount of money. He's added 200 journalists to the staff of the post it had been shrinking and shrinking so he's expanded it he doesn't it doesn't have to make money it's sort of like amazon amazon doesn't have to make money to make him rich right. in this case <laughs> though and and it's not amazon that owns it it's jeff bezos who who, who owns, owns the who post. owns the post right um but but i when you I, have 400 I, billion in pocket change yeah, well no he's only got there. 130 billion and that's about to get cut in half down here sometime <laughs> over the next year yeah, no getting but he'll still be in the, the top five uh in the in in the world um uh but but what, what i what i i wanted to say one thing more about the southern district of new york when they cut their deal with ami and with pre, the, the 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 president uh, david pecker uh head of cmi of ami and and the inquirer and and the friend of trump who was doing uh who, who was protecting trump uh with some unknown number of stories that he has purchased and and killed catch and kill they call this uh, right. including the karen mcdougall story that one hundred fifty thousand dollars was paid her story about her nine month long uh relationship with the president they got it they got the story they buried it uh, and then it, it 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 all emerged later. That that raises its own questions about uh, unreported contributions to campaigns and so on. Um, which it, I was surprised when the Southern District cut its plea deal with them, basically saying, "Just help us, and we'll and and I guess and we'll look the other way on this." But but in the part of any plea deal, as I as I read, uh, Dan, correct me if I'm wrong here, um, is, you know, the plea deal is as good as long as you uphold your end of it and don't break any other laws. Well, this extortion charge could conceivably unravel the plea, plea agree agreement, and it may well be that they have just about everything that you're likely to get from him. So it could be that AMI and Pecker gave the Southern District what it wanted, and now the plea deal is no longer valid, and they can well, come that, after him. That would be uh, another another <laughs> another reason to not give his lawyer a bonus. <laughs> this is yeah, true. no, Alan, you're you, you're exactly right. So the so frequently there there the plea agreements. Uh, saying you can't do anything else wrong, that's often there. But absolutely, you should not be in the same ballpark of what you did wrong this time that the plea agreement is dealing with. And it is inconceivable to me that AMI is not in violation. So, yeah, that they, 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 they bargained away what they did, and they got rid of the thing that would have gotten them in trouble in the same, in the same foul scoop. It's insane, which, of course, goes Back to the initial uh, the question from a previous show where we were asking, you know, what the House and Senate Intelligence Committees could find. 
what on earth is an organization the size of AMI thinking doing this kind of stupid behavior? And what is Donald Trump? What is this relationship? Oh, now, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's also go back. I mean, because here's the thing. It's insane. This is not rational. No, 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 no. But, but I've heard something we don't know. Dan, I, I've I've had people tell me that support Trump, saying the the relationship between Pecker and Trump is no different than the relationship. Ready for it? Ready for it? The relationship between Ben Bradley and JFK, or. Uh, uh, the um, the former publisher of the Post, who Bezos bought the Post from, Catherine Graham, and her it relationship. Was Don, it was Donald Graham. Her, her, well, she, she, she she was dead before he bought it. Right. And so, but Catherine Graham's relationship with Secretary of Defense McNamara during the Pentagon Papers situation, you know, is she is there? For, the wait, but, but wait, wait, right? is there? Is there no, no, validity? Like if, if, if you're going to go with this analogy, she did publish the Pentagon Papers, right? She did. She did. But that was not a that, that was not a catch and kill scenario. No, no, no. But what they're saying is what they're what they're comparing it to is the undue influences of a the owner of a media group, the publisher of a media outlet, and a president, and the personal relationship between that publisher and the president, and and you. I got to. I got to admit, I never thought about looking at Ben Bradley and JFK and Catherine Graham and and McNamara. Is is there is that a valid argument? No. Why? Because 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 of the difference. It's absolutely a valid argument. It's it's because it's because. Hold on, Dan. Dan, hold on. It's because of the difference between the Washington Post and the National Enquirer. One is a newspaper. One is a gossip-filled rag. Accurate. I don't care what. If you want to associate, <laughs> Justin, we're going to start calling you Donald. I can, if the, I can the, call the Dan Ann, I can call you Donald. Has on occasion broken stories. It has so every now and then. It stumbles into something. And norm, how do you define that? It's, normally, it's a Dan, Dan, hold on, hold on, Dan, no, hold on, hold on. Normally, it fills itself with garbage, with demonstrably wrong exaggerations. That is not. A newspaper so so to you just cannot it's back to dan and his apples and rocks comparison um uh, or he would argue my dan and ann comparison <laughs> donald, donald trump conducting that alien autopsy i think might have some validity that said... <laughs> that's awesome but wait, wait, wait. That, you were... that said no, but the question is, who is the arbiter? And this is where it actually is a real question. I would argue without flinching and not as a judge, but as a just a political person and an average American, that Sean Hannity is not media. He he, he is a commentator. He should not get any kind of journalistic privilege. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. That, that, that would be my take on it. But if you ask Sean the Hannity, side of that is who is to who is to draw that line? It is a serious question. Dancing past it a little too quickly is being too cavalier. Who's to say when Donald Trump says that's fake news, he is suggesting there is an there is an arbiter of what is real news and what is fake news? I've never heard Donald Trump say what is real news. According I to Donald Trump, but according so, to Donald Trump, it's the National Enquirer, Dan. And according to Alan Moore, it's not. So 
I am not comfortable. Who are you going to believe? And, and I mean this, and I mean this about all of us. None of us should be the arbiter of what is real or what is fake news. All right, wait, in all in all seriousness, Dan, Dan, in all seriousness, I'm going to ask this question: Are are we media? Are we media? Are, are, yes. Is backroom politics media? No. Yes, we're media. Would you consider us press? That that is that is a that is the question at hand. Would would you? I'm asking you. Would you? Should should we get a journalistic privilege? I don't know. We do. I mean, we have the capacity to. Again, I go to my question: Is are we press? According to what law do we get that journalistic privilege? To grant us that? Where did we apply for it? No, no, I mean that. I'm not being. A, I'm not trying to be a smartass. Where is it? Where did we apply for that credential? Uh, Who said so? We we can apply. We can apply. We as long as we meet certain criteria can qualify for media access to the Republican and Democrat national conventions. We can apply for so, media so, passes. got got those credentials, would that give them the same kind of— They, they do. Oh, if you you don't think that the, that right, AMI, I have this argument with Alan since he says they're not media. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, I'm asking you the question. I'm <laughs> no, going no, to the I said they're not question. journalists. Yeah. they're not. They're, they're definitely media. Yeah. Okay. So, so, but should they get a journalistic privilege? Should we get a journalistic privilege? So, I, I, I would say that's up to the Democrats and the Republicans on who how on how they judge it. I don't think it's a legal thing. I think it it is a policy of when AMI the, says the catch and kill was entirely an editorial decision. Aha, and there they're it exercising is exercising their First Amendment rights to run a story or not run a story. Who's to be the arbiter? So in that case, it, the arbiter would be would be the 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 court that would be considering a charge that they made an illegal campaign contribution, and so they would have to interfering they, with media, freedom of the press. They would argue. I know. I've they would argue that all had relationships with friendly reporters or the, unfriendly the, reporters. No, no. I'm just saying they would argue that they were exercising their First Amendment uh, uh, rights, uh, and and the other side would argue not this time. Or maybe it was that and this other thing that is a a, a violation, and the courts would decide. But there's I'm not another problem decide. here. Hold on. Dan, Dan, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole yet because we've only got a few more minutes in the segment, and we haven't even touched on the bigger ticket item is the, the, the little trifecta or the little uh, menage a trois between Pecker AMI Donald Trump, and in case you didn't see it, this big 120-page glossy that AMI produced for the kingdom of Saudi Arabia and the amount of influence that Saudi Arabia, Trump, and AMI have inside in, to, be, to be able to... Um, I mean, what's the right word here, Alan? To be able to influence, to be able to direct. Well, the suggestion that 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 AMI was was making towards Bezos was you have to quit making a connection between Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Arabia and Khashoggi. Between Saudi Arabia, Khashoggi, and 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 how we make decisions and how we operate. That there's something untoward in in that relationship. You got to stop saying that. Um, it was part. It was again part of part of their conditionality and not uh, putting out these uh, pictures uh, again, that they allegedly have of Bezos' genitals. 
And, and which, by the way, uh, it was announced today in several sources, including uh, the, the Atlanta General Constitution. There was speculation that the source of these texts and these personal pictures may have Alexa. been... It was not Alexa. It was not Alexa. Again, the views and opinions of Dan Lipner are not necessarily those of backroom politics. The uh, the source was allegedly thought to be a state actor. They thought it could have been Russia. They thought it could have been Saudi Arabia. Uh, several sources today are announcing it was uh, the brother of the girlfriend that provided the the pictures and the tweets. So, so I've tried to track this too. The brother is a clear candidate, a clear suspect for the texts. It He is not so much a candidate for the photos. The guessing on the photos is that this woman may have shared the photo or photos with one or more of her friends, unlikely to have shared with her brother. If you think about it, that makes a little more sense. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Although, you don't know. I mean, if if if, if my sister came to me and said, "Would you like to see the genitals?" If my sister came to me and said, "If my sister came to me and said, would you like to see the genitals of the world's richest man?" I, I'm not sure. I wouldn't say. Yes what, what what you all want to not miss? Th- those are the is... views of Justin Russell, moderator of Backroom Politics. You want nobody else. <laughs> you you want you want to watch the cold open from Saturday Night Live oh, yes. Saturday, where this was the subject. <laughs> it was. It was, it was the open. It was but the I, subject. Um, it is. Uh, it is a very very well done piece. We, we've got we've got about another. Five minutes before the end of this this uh, segment, I want to I want I, I do want to talk about the fact that are we getting into dicey territory where we see media organizations like this? If you if again if you want to classify AMI and the National Enquirer as media, media organizations like AMI doing and using the influence that they have with the White House. In order to do this type of almost mafioso type racketeering, is, is this something that Americans should be concerned about? Alan Moore. Absolutely. That's why it's so delicious. That's why it. That's why you. Whatever you think of Amazon, whatever you think about Jeff Bezos, who until recently we didn't know that much about, then he start starts coming out, and it's like, oh, you idiot. Um, but but who doesn't? Who doesn't take a certain amount of pleasure in watching AMI and Mr. Pecker uh, take this kind of a hit? Dan Lipner, you agree? I'm desperately trying to to resist making punny jokes. Uh, but that said, Alan's absolutely right. And but it's still a a hard fight and a hard conversation that needs to be had. And the 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 big risk in while Alan is correct that the Washington Post and and National Enquirer could not be further apart uh, on the spectrum of what is real journalism, what is fake journalism. The risk is and we've seen this in uh, some of the comparisons of the parties that the average American just says, well, see, it's just a pox that all media does this and just conflates the two is, in fact, not even remotely true. 
that's the risk, and some people are absolutely going to go go down that road. The only question is how many. Yeah, I agree with you. By the way, if you if you want if you want to see true journalism at their at their punniest best, go read the last three. Go go read the last three headlines out of the New York Post. I love the New York Post headlines. Go check them out. Trust me, they're worth it. Uh, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we are going to be talking about the continuing developing just idiocy coming out of Richmond, Virginia. Uh, you, you can't make this stuff up, folks. This is Backroom Politics live from Podcast Village in Studio A. We'll be back in a few minutes. Friends would never do. And now we're reacquainted, and all the stars seem fresh painted. And here's what I long to say to you. you've never heard of it is backroom politics from podcast village here in upper georgetown northwest hey you know by the way i, I always always want to give a special shout out to our hosts here uh charlie and oscar who are the proprietors of podcast village but a strange thing happening here so we we get uh one of the things one of the perks that we get by broadcasting here is we they provide us with liquid refreshment beer 
sodas, whatever we want. And today, all of a sudden, we've got some strange things going with, all of a sudden, uh, Alan Moore is drinking kombucha. I don't even know. What, what is kombucha? So... <laughs> You're you're not asking the best guy. It's okay, actually, but it's you're a, drinking it's, it. I would hope oh, you yeah, know what it is. Well, no, no, but fermented first, stuff. You're it's, drinking? it's kombucha. It's fermented, but it's non-alcoholic. So it's got it's got some fizz in it. Um, it's weird and gross. Has stringy stuff in it. You can floss your teeth teeth with it. What, what, what are you not talking with, about? Not with these kind. It's, <laughs> it's 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 supposed to be healthy and. Uh, I had two flavors. The first time it was green tea with lemon, and I've just popped the uh, cherry cassis. Um, no pun intended. Yeah. And and and, uh, and I'm drinking and I'm drinking some sort of weird drinking. apple soda from from Japan. Is this uh, Rob the engineer? Hook uh, me up here. It's uh, is this from ja- the Far East. It, obviously, is this Japanese? Apple cider? I believe it is. They have they have a whole different uh, <laughs> game of snacks and beverages over there. And you're playing along, pal. We are we are Wait, playing so, along. So when did the green room for the show get this good? I I, I miss it out here. You, you, you just got to show up in studio, Dan. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to real politics, shall we? Uh, so the continuing developing mess. That is the central government of the Commonwealth of Virginia continues to get weirder. In case you've been living under a rock, you don't know. Uh, so far, the following senior Republican officials have been caught on photo in blackface. The governor. Democrats. Oh, Democrats. Right. I'm sorry, Democrats. Sorry. Uh, the governor, the attorney general, uh the following Republicans have been caught in blackface. The Senate Majority Leader. No. It was his, what was what was his catch with blackface? Oh, he was the editor of the year. He was the managing and, editor, and not nixing the pictures. Yes, in, in the in the late nineteen sixties, right. of a yearbook. That's at, what it was at uh, at VMI. He did not take him out, but he was also not. Uh, he didn't take him out, but he was not in blackface. Was complicit in their publication. There we go. So Thank that's you. the charge. He said he didn't have anything to do with with the pictures that went in. I don't know. Right. Anyway, that being said, uh, and now you've had, uh, you everybody's familiar with the story regarding the lieutenant governor, Justin Fairfax, uh, where he was accused of sexual improprieties during the, or sexual assault, basically. Rape. Well, no, no. The first one was not. Rape. Are you saying the first one was also rape? Rape. Okay. All right. There we go. Sexual assault is pretty all-inclusive, but yeah. Alan, Alan is probably technically correct. Okay. Anyway, the, 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 first, the first accuser came out uh, regarding an incident that happened in 2004 during the Democratic National Convention. The second accuser. Uh, has now been identified and has come out and talked about. Now, that one I will call full-on rape, uh, a rape charge against the lieutenant governor from a 2000 incident that happened back at Duke University. Uh, So far, nobody has resigned from office. There are some new developments happening over the past 48 hours, including the resignation of most of Justin Fairfax's staff, uh, the introduction by a uh, a delegate from Arlington County, which is in Northern Virginia, articles of impeachment against Justin Fairfax. What, what are you talking about? What are you waving your finger at now? I don't think he's introduced. 
Uh, he was going to. He was going to on Monday, and, and he uh, didn't. He did not. Okay. So Interesting. He's, he's looking for additional information and work with his okay. colleagues. I've been corrected. But the bottom line here is that there is talk of impeachment. So here's here's my question is, number one, Alan, or let me go to Dan Littner first. You've got your two senior most Democrats after taking back, uh, you know, a now third term as governor of Virginia. Republicans just don't have a stronghold. How does Ralph Northam stay in office right now? How is he how is he able to govern the Commonwealth of Virginia? Um, well, bigger question as we parse down. Um, he has committed no crime and no justification for him to be removed from office. And I'm not an expert in Virginia law as far as what is uh, justifiable grounds for impeaching a governor uh, of Virginia. That said, absent a actual violation of law um, that would rise to the level of removing him from office, Governor Northam is entitled as a democratically elected representative uh, to maintain his office till the end of his term. That goes to the political question. The political question of whether or not he should resign from office, um, this goes to his constituents, the people of the state of Virginia. And now numbers get interesting, um, particularly amongst African-Americans. The split is 50-50 uh, between African-Americans, for at least the polling data that I've seen, uh, whether or not he should resign or not. That's an interesting question, suggesting that to me there's more of a conversation to be had before any decision is made whether or not he should leave office. Alan Moore. Actually, Dan, the stuff I saw showed that a majority of African-Americans think he should stay in office, something in the 55-45 range. Oh, I stand corrected. Uh, uh, the, the, the Democrats um, slightly uh, are about 50-50, and the Republicans are more like 60-40 um, that he should leave. So it's, it's, it, it is interesting where the, where the public is on this. Uh, and it's also interesting where uh, the, the other major Democrat party leaders from Virginia are and where national Democrat leaders are, like presidential candidates, virtually all of whom have said Northam needs to go— the problem was that, and that came very early. That came very quickly. We talked about this last week, and we then, and then, of course, we discovered that this charge about the presumed new governor, the lieutenant governor, came out, and those charges, um, although a long time ago, were clear, clearly uh, uh, criminal acts. If if it were uh, proved that they had in fact occurred, the two char- the two persons making the charge are highly credible people, um, and and the one from from back at Duke uh, had had uh, corroborating witnesses who heard uh, at that time what had occurred. Um, but now, let's be clear, and and Dan, you're the attorney. Correct me, you know, check my math on this. But Justin Fairfax has a bigger problem. North Carolina is one of the states that does not have a statute of limitations on felony rape, which arguably this incident down at Duke could have. Uh, you know, if, if you've got a situation here where, 
you know, I mean, Dan, are we literally finding a situation where the governor who was caught in blackface in his medical yearbook is literally pointing at his lieutenant governor going, huh, but I didn't do that, so I'm good. I'm going to stay. Is that okay. valid? Uh, Justin, I, I apologize for having to do this, but we, we can't joke about this. All this is I'm, like, not, I'm not joking about this. I mean, this is literally the mentality that we're seeing in the governor's mansion is you've got a governor who's literally done something that is when you have to govern all races, all people in, there, in the government. There in, are so in many the, in the capital. At play here, and there's such an opportunity for society as a whole to rise above and take a serious look at all the issues at play. The fact that Virginia is at play is the irony cherry on top of everything else. The white politicians and blackface that have worked with African-Americans, a African-American male politician getting caught in a scandal as far as w- whether or not the judicial system is biased or unbiased, this whole situation is ripe for analysis and a rising above all the political nonsense to get a real conversation of everything between race, sex, and yes, everything else that is involved with politics in this country. Do I think we're going to get there? Absolutely not. However, it is a truly an opportunity to have that conversation. And that's what we're trying to Justin do, Justin Fairfax deserves his day in court. And people have correctly compared this to the Kavanaugh issue, even though there's an age discrepancy as far as whether or not there is a balance and whether or not people get to have their day in court or a true public fact, which the Kavanaugh issue was truncated by the FBI investigation being limited to a week. The Fairfax issue is he's. There are folks who have arguably convicted him without any investigation. Let me ask you a question. The statement of, of the accusations. This is a justifiable argument. You can go down that that argument right, rabbit hole. The fact this is African American male being accused of a crime, and people are ju- jumping so quickly to convict him. Maybe a question of fairness there. The, there is so much that is ripe here for discussion. It it, it almost Dan, let, Dan Littmer, shows on it. Dan Lemmer, let me ask you one question. I'm going to ask you this question, and, and your answer is your answer. Do you believe that Justin Fairfax should remain in the office of lieutenant governor during this time? We're not taking away due process. Does he have the full faith and backing of his constituency to remain in office. That's for his constituency to say. I didn't think Northam had it, but apparently it's higher than I thought it was. And the presumptuousness of uh, people who are not African-American speaking for the African-American community on whether or not he should uh, stay or go is an issue in and of itself. So, I'm not going to speak for the people of Virginia, and I think Justin Fairfax should be investigated, and these these accusations should be I thoroughly investigated. Completely agree. I have absolutely no idea what to believe. Now, the added bonus, and I left this off the irony chain, the, the fact that Duke is yet again involved with Duke having the Duke lacrosse player scandal who were accused and vindicated is its own thing. There is a lot at play here. All of these stories – Merged together in such an interesting, uncomfortable way, something good could could come out of it. Alan Moore. So I don't I don't want to get drawn into to a lengthy discussion of the 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 Kavanaugh piece, but Dan brought it up and, and said it, it's 
there are remarkable parallels. Um, uh, Fairfax has been accused by two women of rape. Brett Kavanaugh, at, at a time when he was in his 20s, Brett Kavanaugh it was accused, uh, and there supposedly is some corroborating uh, witnesses uh, in the case of uh, at least people who heard contemporaneously about it. Um, Kavanaugh was accused of doing something when he was of assaulting a girl when he was 17, um, and it could not be corroborated. We don't need All to go true further. All very legitimate arguments. So, so I, I just, I, I, it's tempting to 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 go there, but I think the Fairfax situation is unique and different. I agree that he deserves due process. The problem for him is. He presumably has some knowledge of what, in fact, did occur, and he has denied all. He said it was consensual in both cases. Um, and often that's a—especially in courts of law, that's a powerful uh, defense in the absence of corroboration. Having said that, he has to make a judgment of how much he wants to go through a— in-depth investigation, either in the legislature, um, his 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 law firm, where he's where he he, he which practices. by the way has put him on on leave. He pre- paid leave. He's he's but he's a, he's allowed in Virginia as lieutenant governor to be a member of a law firm. It's probably the major part of his income. They they are doing their own independent investigation. He's subject to to various investigations here, all of which uh, are problematic for him. I, I'm not saying he should step aside. That's up to, up to him to decide, but he also has to decide how much damage might occur to him, his family, his reputation, if, in fact, we have a delayed uh, uh, process of, of due process. In the meantime, Northam, who was asked to step down, there was this whole political problem. If Northam were to step aside, the Lieutenant Governor Fairfax would step up. We've got a bigger cloud over him, than you, a legal cloud anyway, than in, in the nature of the crimes, than you do over Northam. And then... The third person in line is the, the Attorney, Attorney General, General, Mark Herring, who, who also has after an issue. having called initially for Northam to step aside, um, said, oh, by the way, yeah, I I feel really bad because once when I was 19 in college, I I put on blackface. Put on black, yeah. so, yeah, no, no, no. Let, let's, it, let's not it, understate the Attorney General's uh, approach to it. A zillion times better of how the governor handled his blackface we're, we're not questioning the, the, the that, Dan. The general Dan. Was, was, was a model of not to say you should do this, but if you did it, this is how you get out of it. Dan, we're not well, questioning that. Well, except, Dan, for the fact that he, on the one hand, he said he's been plagued by the fact that he did this ever since he did it at age 19. But he's the one who chose to all, out himself. within 24 hours of the Northam thing to say, the governor should step aside. And then a day or two later, when allegedly, reportedly, there were some photos circulating in Richmond of him in blackface, uh, then he came clean. He did come clean in the right way. His problem is the hypocrisy of saying, Northam's got to go. Aside from Alan's cynical view of this. Well, wait, 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 wait. It, Alan, it, it Alan, oh, oh, hold on. That, did... that, that this gentleman had seen the light and realized that I am not with out sin and therefore i must out myself you're high and let 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 the governor know that 
this is the correct way, and I beg forgiveness. You, that you is need sleep. What Alan meant to say. No, you you need sleep, D- Dan Lipner. You need <laughs> sleep. I got to tell you something. If you think for a second that that this doesn't have the Democratic Party in Virginia, the entire Democratic establishment in Richmond scrambling right now. Where I mean, this this is a trifecta from political hell. If you are a political operative. You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me that party could get get out of their way of their own racist past or present, depending on. But like I said, you the rich thing and the Jews will not replace us. And I've seen suspicion. Select things were said about African Americans as well. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, I'm not not going to sit there. I'm not going to sit there. If Democrats are going to lose in this argument, you're saying Democrats in Richmond. Are you suggesting Republicans are actually in position to gain? Wait, wait a minute. I'm not saying that there's any you are you're trying to put words in my mouth. What I am saying is is that you have a political storm in Richmond that the Democrats can't get out of their own way. I mean, look, you want to bring the Republicans into this. The great irony that I always thought was that when I saw the tweet from the Virginia Republican Party calling for Ralph Northrum to step down because he was in blackface. Does anybody question the fact that a majority of the members of the Virginia Republican Party back in the 50s were doing the exact same thing at some point? Yes, you cannot you cannot say that you do not know that. And you said the 50s when most of them weren't even alive. Are there are there is it likely that there are members of the legislature in uh, Republican side in 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 Virginia who at some point were in blackface? Highly likely. You said majority. We don't know. We don't know. Um, but they see an opportunity because because we didn't finish out this scenario. If you lost Northam, lost Fairfax, and lost and lost Herring, the next person in line is a Republican. Is the Speaker of the House who's a Republican? So, so I don't. Do we have any we, confirmation that he has not been in blackface or accused of sexual impropriety? You don't have to prove negatives. No one has suggested Apparently that they everyone have. Everyone needs to prove ne- negatives no, in this argument. Well, no, there, no, no one has brought forth evidence that. He, too. And believe me, there are people looking for it. What the Democrats are trying to do is hang on to the governorship. And and what the the ideal way for that to occur from a just from a procedural standpoint is if they could get Fairfax out of the way and get a new person into line behind a Northam. Um, there's a couple. It's a little unclear how that occurs exactly. We can talk about it or not. Then Northam, if it if it really is unsustainable for him politically to 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 stay in office, he could then. Step aside for the good of the Commonwealth, if you so, will, but wait and make but way for a new uh, 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 lieutenant. Uh, but everything uh, lieutenant hinges, governor who would be who would who would fill that spot. Everything hinges on Justin Fairfax right now. He's got to be the lind- in, in, if Justin if Justin Fairfax does not leave office, that plan goes. To hell in a handbasket. Oh, no. I, I'm just saying. No, it what, doesn't. It, how, North, there, there is still grounds to remove Northam from office. <clears throat> 
Well, the grand. <laughs> it's, sorry. The, the, so I'm not saying it's easy, Dan, but I will remind you that as as we say when we talk about impeachment of uh, of presidents, um, yes, high crimes and misdemeanors is language that's hard to define. Um, but ultimately, it depends on where the votes are. If you can get a majority to vote articles of impeachment, and if you can get a super majority, is that the law of people, Virginia? Yes. I I, I yeah, have... yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. It, it's 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 a little. There's additional language. High crimes and misdemeanors appear, but there's some other right. language. It it strongly suggests though Isn't that there that chamber it, split as far it, as Democrats and Republicans in Virginia. No, they're, no both, they're, they're, both, both they're both Republican, but barely um, after the after the elections uh, of, a, of a year ago. But but in the big sweep that that for that that uh, foretold what might happen in uh, in the eighteen elections. Um, but but uh, you you. Sorry, I lost my. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> no, lost, go lost my real quick. And not to mention, it'll, Mark Herring's not not resigning, even though pe- some people have suggested it. No, no, no. But but if if if, if he were, goes if, and Fairfax goes, Herring's governor. Unless, right. unless at that point, if Northam goes, it, 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 yes, he handled it better. But it's the same sin, if you will, um, of, of of blackface. So. Um, but but again, and, now now we have to make the determination is this is a legitimate, and I'm not trying to make light also of it. Listeners, three white guys are discussing this. No, 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 Dan, you can cut you, you can leave the air if you want. But, no, but, you know, but the it's thing not about like it we is, look, we can't it, talk about no, no, it. No, 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 but, but, but I'm suggesting that, that that there is an inherent bias on the fact that the three of us are discussing this, and there is no additional diversity. We are the face of the great white white oppressors. Oh, Dan, oh, Dan, are you serious? Yeah, actually. Well, the two of you are. Jews were only a, a, a smaller subset. All right, all right. You, you know what? Mute him. Mute him. No, no, you know, you know, no, no, no it's mute a, him. It's all right. Mute it's him. Just, you know, fine. He's we, done. You know, Dan's simply suggesting we have no business talking about this, and I just but don't I agree with that. I did not say that. I well, did not say that. Yeah, but you're, well, you're, you're basically saying, saying, you're saying, you're saying that we, we don't talk qualify. about it, but we don't know what we're talking about. You're saying and, that we don't qualify because of the fact that we're white guys. That's not what I said. I just What are you saying? That, that that there's inherent voices not present that we cannot possibly add to the conversation. I am simply making true every program yeah. we ever have. And Dan, let me put it to you this way. Number one, as a as a voter in the Commonwealth of Virginia, I absolutely have every right to determine who governs me. As a registered voter in Virginia, I have the right to know that who when did you is move to Virginia. What's that? How did you live in DC? No, I, I, I live. I, I've lived in Virginia since April of 2018. Thanks for keeping up with us, Dan. As a as a as a voter in the Commonwealth of Virginia, I absolutely have an absolute right to talk about and know who is governing my state. I have an absolute right to chime in on something. But here's the thing: is what I have a problem with is the fact that the leadership in Richmond is now literally making determinations and making me have to take a an idea of which is worse, offending an entire race of people by putting on blackface or supporting a up-and-coming minority lieutenant governor who has now been accused of, of rape and has not gotten due process. That is the determination. Which is the worst crime? 
That's the question. That, well, I mean, and that's the real question. And this is that's the, the question we as, have to deal as, with. As, as the as the only liberal on the show here, I can only speak as far as the communications I've seen through my Facebook and Twitter feeds. And when Northam was caught in blackface, everything exploded uh, as far as people saying that he needed to resign. And I was uncomfortable, probably, and as I was on the show. Uh, last week, leaning toward the side that he probably needs to resign and a little iffier. Am I being played off? No, well, you are because we, we we have we have a time limit. We can't keep oh, doing this. But but so so the the the, the Fairfax issue and and it being investigated. But that said, there's been more issues. All of a sudden, when everything hit simultaneously with the significantly more credibility, lots of folks started going silent and yeah. i think that is unfortunate that it, and it, it i is. think that is dangerous we're, we're going to talk about Democracy this is key but more importantly and this matters across the board really thoughtful exchanges and giving the idea that humans are flawed everyone gets a chance i, I, I don't know that. who's guilty of what but everyone gets a chance i hear you and and, and that's a good way to, to end this segment hey uh, dan thanks as always alan moore thank you appreciate it uh on behalf of alan dan Rob, the engineer behind the board and behind the glass, keeping us honest. Uh, Oscar, Charlie, thanks for hosting us. And we will be back with the best political talk show you've never heard of. This has been Backroom Politics from Podcast Studios, Studio A in Upper Georgetown, Washington, D.C. You can follow us on Twitter at Backroom Politics. You can also go to our website, backroompolitics.org, to download all of our past and current episodes. We will see you next time. Thanks, America.